Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Grandparents. It's a fine line. It truly is a fine line of being your grown child's parent and being a grandparent. Grandparents, like all parents, want to love, protect, and maybe still teach their, shall I say, children? Grandparents are full of pride and respect and just maybe love learning new things from their now grown children. But as one of our grandparents said choosing this podcast, it's a fine line. How do you stay involved and let go? Agree and maybe disagree. How do you juggle your idea of a wonderful grandparent and fit your children's ideas of a wonderful grandparent? I have three beautiful and wonderful grandmothers at the square table with me today. Welcome to Marilyn Moskowitz, Evie Jacobs, and Brenda Martin. I want to hear what you've discovered about that fine line and being a grandmother in a world that may be very different than the one you raised your children in. Marilyn, you chose this topic. Will you get us started? I think since I chose the topic, I've blurred the fine line. I've tried to give Jessica all the space she needs to be a mother, but there's times when I stand there and my heart's in my throat because I see him about to do something and she's okay with it, and I've experienced it with her, like couch walking, which scares the crap out of me, and she'll just say, it's fine, Mom, it's fine, and then I'm the one that's going to go in there and grab him and pull him down from the couch, and she'll just look at me with that look like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's really hard for me to not step in. I'm very controlling in a lot of areas. And <laughs> so it's, it could be, it, it is, so, so the, my first question is, is it about your personality, your temperament? You just, you used to being the person that gets to make the decisions. Is it wanting to protect your little one? I think it's is all, I think it's my personality. I think it's the idea that I am still very hands-on with Jessica, yeah. who I know she's an adult, I know she's a mother, she's really good at it, but I still view her as the two-year-old. Okay. Which okay. is, you view your daughter as yes. the, a child. as a child, because nice. she always will be to me, but I know she's a grown-up, uh, and I she's a great mom. Interesting. Go ahead, Brenda. No, that was a very interesting comment. Yeah. I don't view my son as a child, but I understand what you're saying because there is that detachment you have to have when you see things that, I see things that I had done differently or think is a better way. But I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. My son may disagree, but I am learning to step back and say, okay, for instance, Ava, who is two and a half, 
He allows her to get in and out of the high chair because she watches TV while she eats. That's another thing. And so does he. (laughs) So to get in her high chair, he says, get in your high chair. And this little monkey climbs on the couch, on the back of the couch, gets to the high chair, and the tray is there and just climbs herself right in and sits down. And I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. (laughs) how clever you are but you can appreciate why they're encouraging that you know what they're thinking that doesn't help your blood pressure though I know it's her independence it's she's doing this herself I mean and she's good at it and she didn't fall and she's been doing it for a while now so I guess it's okay I'm glad I was so happy I didn't I just was (laughs) Jessica let me watch him last week let me I do it every day I was over there last week, and he was on the couch, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to get him off. She told me what it is. I'm going to do it. And I swear, within three seconds, he stood on the couch, face down onto I the tile floor. Blood is gushing. And I said, do I call her? She's at the doctor. What do I do? I started to wipe his mouth up, and it's gushing. I thought he knocked a tooth out. Well, he didn't. It was his gum line. She walks in. He's fine. The bloody paper towel is on the sink. And I looked at her, and I thought, what do I do? Do I tell her? And then I thought, this is a learning lesson for her. I said, I let him on the couch, and he fell off. She goes, but it was on your watch. See, they always do that. A daughter, the, My daughter does the same thing. And I, you know, what I have a lot of grandchildren, 10 grandchildren, and so I've been, I spanned 20 years of this, and now I'm taking care of her three-and-a-half-year-old, who I adore since birth. And what happens, what happens there is that my daughter-in-laws, who I love, I could never tell them and, and talk the way I talk to my own daughter. You know, I'm constantly, you know, she says, you're always criticizing. But I'm, I'm trying to show her what, how I would do things. So we, we get into a lot of arguments. Yeah. But she does the same thing. Um, she keeps telling me to put sunblock on Lucy. And I do, I do everything she says. The kid would not come out of the pool yesterday. She threw a tantrum. I couldn't, I had to drag her out. <laughs> uh-huh. And she got sunburned. And it was my fault. Uh-huh. You know? And and I want to, that's a, t- that's, that's one mantra that I have heard every grandparent say who walks into our classroom doors and that is not on my watch. Not on my watch. And and yes. that is so hard because all of you were are hands-on shared caregivers in your grandchildren's lives. And so it's how we manage those mistakes, how we mm-hmm. embrace them both from the parent and from a grandparent because I think how is it not possible that if you're somebody that's watching a child on a weekly basis, that that child isn't going to have blips, accidents, mistakes? Um, and, and when you take care of your grandchild, you know, on a continuing basis there, we, you know, they, they're like, you, you tend to maybe raise your voice, you know. It's you, true. You get crazy. Sometimes I don't say such nice words. And, and Lucy knows, you know, oh, you said a bad word. I, you know, go, I'm sorry, you know. You know, and I have to tell my daughter because. Yes, you do. She she says, the kids will be telling you. And she says to me when they call you, when they when I get a call from B'nai Torah, I'm giving them your number. <laughs> that's uh, Jessica's that's, favorite that's, line. That's the I line I have a trash mouth. And Parker, thank God, does not speak yet. But she said, Mom, I'm really worried about what his first real word is going to be. And I've tried to not do it anymore but then even it's really difficult for me to just let Jessica be I since the day that kid was born Jessica's the baby Jessica's my daughter oh Jessica's Parker's the baby okay I've been all over her I'm very controlling I'm very in her life see and what I know about the three of you is that 
you have these very honest and <laughs> I don't really know Brenda exactly, but 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 I know that yeah, you yes. are very much yourselves in these relationships and that your children embrace you in their lives. And so, push back. And push back. Easily and vocally. Which is it's which good. is magnificent. So that, like, let's say there's a right way to be a grandparent um, that is respectful of the parent, that is backing off. But, uh, but the question becomes, as long as it's not hurting your relationship with your grown children, so that, you know, whether it's, you know, you want them to need you, you want them to have you, in, have you as hands-on, hearts-in people in these grandchildren's I th- lives. I think they... I think they uh, you know, appreciate us. I think no matter what, I think your children yeah, will I think appreciate they do. you. And if I can just say um, one thing, so to make everybody at this table feel at ease who has, you know, grandchildren, I, it's so important to to be as a grandparent in your child's, in your, in your grandchild's life and to make those beautiful memories, not so much for you, but as for them to take with you because my kids, uh, my parents were gone, you know, like two of my kids had grandparents and two didn't, the younger two, one of which was B. And so I can only say, and where when it first hit me and made me, you know, get verklempt, so to speak, was at the bar mitzvahs for my older grandchildren. And when I heard they give the speech, I want to thank my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, all that. And when they get to the grandparents, my grandson mentioned my Congo bars that I bake all the time for him. And another one said the crazy things, you know, that we would do. And that to me meant more because they take that with them. And now the ones who are adults, you know, they always like to sit around and reminisce, maybe make a little fun. And I love that, that they're going to have that with them always. And I want to do it with all of them if I can. And there's no other relationship for the child that's going to feel exactly like the unconditional love of a grandparent. That, I mean, you don't carry the burden of a parent. You carry it for your grown children. Is it still going to be okay? I still have to worry about them. I still have to fix them. You never try to fix your grandchildren. Well, my mom is 93, and she's really with it. And to watch her with Parker... That's when it really hit me. Like, there's times where Jessica will call me up and say, do you want to come over? You know, I'm going to do this with him. And I just want to say, no, I don't. But in the back of my head, I say, because my mom is really big on, I'm not going to be here for this. I'm not going to be here for this. I'm not going to live to see her get married. I'll never see her have a kid. Well, she's seen my daughter have this baby, and she's with him at least once a week. That's wonderful. And I always say yes, if I can, when Jessica says, do you want to go do this with Parker? Mm -hmm. Because at some point, he's either going to start school or he's going to get old enough and he's not going to want me around that much. And I just view it through my mother now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have become her because lately when I want to make a point to Jessica and especially her husband, and I know he's going to listen to this, I back it up with like internet information. My mother's version was she would print articles. <laughs> like you can't give your kid this. <laughs> Here's the article to back it up. Now I, I just don't walk in and you can't give him that. You can't let him do that because this study shows. Do you ne- forward? Oh, on oh, Facebook, yeah. I forward all these things. Oh, <laughs> oh, I do that. Too. It's but obnoxious. My re- yeah, and says, my son in law will be the first one to say, you got to stop. <laughs> Just but stop. but it's scientific. You know, I got it off the internet. This is science. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's true. It must be true, right? <laughs> it's, um, I, plus, I have this like 
Okay, so where is Psycho the tendency. fine line? I don't where is for the, fine the line. information? For uh, the is there a right way? Is there a better way? When you're looking at the choices they make. When she, when the children get sick and and you know, we have older remedies that we would do and then you tell your chi- you tell your children this. I would tell my daughter-in-laws and those they'd say, "No, this is the way we do it now." I'd be quiet if it didn't work, then they would try my way and maybe maybe it would work, maybe. you know? Why not? You mean the I Southern Comfort on the Q-tip for teething? That didn't go over too well with my kids. <laughs> Southern Comfort on the Q-tip. That's what her pediatrician Nutrition told me to do one time. I swear that is an old remedy. I'm an old. The only the only thing that I had a, a big problem with my daughter. It was my fault, and I saw she was right. She breastfed. I had four kids. I didn't let anybody on my boobs. You know, I was young, and um, and uh, she breastfed, and she had a healthy healthy baby and you know had a healthy baby and it wasn't sick you know knock on wood you know with all that but we would go to a restaurant the first time when she took Lucy out and she'd whip out her boob you know and, and she, uh, some mothers covered them but she kind of didn't and I would take the menu and hold the menu <laughs> up in front of us and she still makes fun of me like that but I hated to go out to eat with her in the beginning I so didn't want her doing that. all of the that. things that we will not change in ourselves yeah. we need just to sense of humor because we know that some of us are more controlling than others and we know that some are more um, attached and committed to certain ideas and strategies. Brenda, you seem like the easiest at letting go of it's some been a of it. Life, it's a <laughs> lifelong process and my son may disagree that I let go but I, what I find with him is that he just tells me to stop. That's our relationship where he doesn't let it go. He yeah. doesn't let me tell him what to do. He'll listen. Mm-hmm. But I have found with him in particular is if I just ask his opinion. I may have an idea in my head and I'm and I know what I would do. But I'll say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, and then he'll do some research or he'll start talking about it and think it's good instead of me. Because again, just the idea that he can own that process I mean, the one thing that I know I always say to the parents in the classroom, I mean, the two things. First, for in defense of all grandparents everywhere and aunts everywhere, <laughs> what, it comes, what, I, what is so important is that that relationship is unlike any other, and we're not going to be like parents doing this. The second flip side of it is that a parent needs to make that journey themselves. Mm-hmm. The only way you find your way through the sleepless nights, through the teething, through the potty experience, through all of those learning hurdles, challenges, and crises mm-hmm. is to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if you take away somebody's right to make their own mistake and to be and to come into motherhood and fatherhood their own way then you're kind of cheating them out of the process in the same way that they can cheat a two-year-old out of climbing the climbing you know (laughs) that all of that risk-taking and adventure that's the hardest thing yes for me because you don't want to because i never hurt i was very on top of jessica about catching her before she fell 
and not letting them make their own decisions. Up until the time she probably got married. And what I want to say Mm -hmm. is bravo, because knowing Jessica for the last year and a half, she is independent, she is assertive. Surprisingly. She she does not in any way defer to, should I do it this way, should I do it this way? She she doesn't have that insecurity that that makes her feel less confident in finding her way. And I don't know if it's... I always say, you turned out great in spite of me. (laughs) <laughs> because I am the most, with her, controlling human being. Yeah, I mean, I even in too. college, she would I'm have to send me her person. schedule. I I'm very And I would say, no, you don't want to take it at that time. Take it at this time. Like, every single aspect of her life mm-hmm. through until she had this baby, and then it's all of a sudden, Mom. There you so go. So I guess, and, and it goes to it's Brenda tough. saying, what do you think about this? Is instead of being the person that fixes, saves, manages for them, how beautiful if you can just share their journey, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to know what matters to them as parents and to see that little girl, I mean, so climbing into her high chair <laughs> or sofa surfing, should that oh, be yeah. what a family should, I mean, put the cushions around it. You know what I, got, I did and he still hit <laughs> the Gosh, one I remember spot. when Marilyn, Alex was going oh, to Catholic sorry. school for one, one year and they were so happy when he left in kindergarten. Climbing on top of the, this is my son now. He would, I bought him more uniforms in that one term than they do for eight years, I think, because he was always in the dirt. He was always falling off the the swings. He was doing all of this. And the sister superior, whatever she was, called me in and she said, uh, Mrs. Neoff. I said, Yeah. She said, I'm going to make a deal with you. So what? She says, You don't believe anything your son tells you that goes on here, and I won't believe anything he tells me. For instance, he says, You let him stand on the coffee table in the living room, and I know you don't do that. (laughs) Oh, yes, I do. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) So I'm remembering all this as I see my son and the little girl doing these things. But don't you proud of them? I mean, I look at my son and his lady, the Ava's mama, and they are doing such a good job of shared parenting. I agree. I mean, it's um, in it spite of I'm, I'm, I'm very proud is. of all my kids. My sons are wonderful fathers, and mm-hmm. my daughter is, is, is a wonderful mother, and I'm the one that has to sit back, and one of the things that I can't control myself, and I'm learning, I'm, st- I'm doing it now, even though I've been a grandmother for all these years with all these kids, is... Uh, B will say, she'll ask Lucy questions. And at first I'd say, what are you asking a baby for? What do you want? Do you want this or do you want that? (laughs) She does that with everything. And now she's almost four years old, and she is an opinionated little girl. She knows what she wants, and I guess B was right to do that. I don't want that. Yeah, so they really, it's it's wonderful. And uh, just Jessica's like that. I wanted to rush to the podcast and uh, from Hypoluxo today, we stopped at Dunkin' Donuts. I gave her breakfast, and we were just a block up the street. She goes, Nana, you didn't buckle me in the seatbelt. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my daughter's going to hear that. But anyways, I pulled right over. She goes, pull over. So I did. Oh, God. I mean, it's like I have, like, this grown person, you know, talking to me in the back. And I buckled her in. I went, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> that, well, I guess I shouldn't wish for him to start speaking because... I just kind of have a rule that, and Jessica knows I'm not going to do anything that she really doesn't want me to do, but if you drop it, and I just had him for four days, they went away. You drop him at my house, you walk out the door, he's mine. 
That is, that's the that's, fine line I find too. Yes. That they think that you're going to do exactly. My son, you're I, so. I, did you get lists? Do exactly, did you get lists in the no, beginning? In the beginning. Never. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? When to bottles and how many seconds to do this? My daughter-in-law used to do that. Give me a full list of things. I never everything. got that, which is interesting. And, oh, love it. but I'm you're sure. right, Marilyn. It's like we would never do anything. So too. let's talk about. And but this we will give them of, cookies for breakfast because. <laughs> Sooner or later, they're going to have lunch, and it's going to be real food. I don't see how it's horrible. My wine is always, it's got butter in it, it's got eggs in it. How bad could it be? And, and this is Marilyn that just had, had chocolate just at had 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm a bad role so, model. But again, we there's a, there's a wonderful quote from Magda Gerber that said, all we ever really teach is ourselves. And, and so if we can allow one another parents to grandparents, grandparents back to parents, to share who they are. Um, the sweet eating breakfast person, the forgetful... <laughs> I don't do that. Look at it. But we know you're a fun grandmother. We know it. We know it. That I can imagine these oopsie daisies that are like, well, we were just having too much fun yeah, for me right. to pay attention to all those details. But you, but but so I do believe, and and it's and it's part of my co-parenting guidelines. The first time that parents, if you if if they're in a couple, have to have to co-parent, is is with dad or with mom from dad. But but you know it's just so easy to think that there's only one way, and the way that I choose for myself has to be the way that everyone else in the world does it, mm-hmm. and that's not exactly what's best for children. Children need all of those people in that village that teach from themselves. And then whether it's mom and dad or two moms, two dads, single mom and a grandmother, you look and you go, hmm, that works at grandma's house, but it's not going to work here. Mm -hmm. And children very, very young, I mean, I do believe from crawling age on, understand that we all have our own style, that Miss Karen in a classroom is loud and she's going to startle me a few times if I'm if I if I'm if I'm that child. Um, But I will grow accustomed to her to her demeanor and to her choices and then eventually to her rules. And Mm -hmm. so they can learn to. And that's the gift when a child realizes Grandmothers are like this. Grandfathers are like this. And I can see grandmas this way and daddies this way. Because they learn this social maneuvering. And and someone used the word... Manipulative before the before the podcast started, and I never like that word because to me it's just a social skill. But I it's think like, it's an important skill to get at that age when you're not verbal to be able. And I shouldn't yes, have used manipulative, happens. but to be able to get the person to understand exactly what you want. Yes, yes. And even though you're not supposed to have that. They still, he still works it where he ends up with it, and he, and the children know that this person will 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 be very um, unmovable, and this other person, hmm, that tenth time they know or, how or to that, they that, know that how to play wink everybody. wink or they smile know. smile does it differently. So it, mm-hmm. it so I want to come back to Brenda's point, which is where this all started, which in my house, oh, and yeah. how do we, um, how do each of you manage? Um, the the things that you do differently or the things that that you value differently and how you really share yourselves with your grandchildren. grandchildren. I don't know. I don't give um, dinner choices, meal choices, that sort of thing. I think our kids' generation do that, like yeah. offering, you know, my son will go through, he cooks every night, 
and he will go through four meals for her. If she doesn't yeah. want this, he goes and gets her something. And she always ends up with mac and cheese. Same <laughs> thing. I, oh, my goodness, that's oh, true. Man. Yeah, but yeah. he'll be up. So I don't do it. I don't. I'll give her what I have or one one thing, and if she doesn't eat it, that's okay. I'll give her a snack later. But I don't make. You know her what three I found? Minutes. She's not going to starve. She's a sweet, healthy little thing. <laughs> if you have, if I have Lucy, like if I pick her up or I have her at night, you know, she'll be there at dinner time or whatever. And so she brings the step stool up, and I know I want to get her to eat something, you know, because she's like can be horrible, you know, that not take it. So I, um, I have her turn the mixer, mix, you know, mix something, whatever we're going to eat. If it's, I want yeah, her, if I, if I want her to eat mashed potatoes to fatten her up. <laughs> I have her, you know, mash it and do that. And then when they do that, they go, oh, you know, she'll say to uh, her grandfather, you know, I, um, she says, I made dinner, you know, and then we all, you know, she'll eat it, you know, at least some of it. So you got, you got to try every trick in the book. I I live in a different world. Let me, let me, let me go back to Brenda for one second. Then I want to come to different rules Mm -hmm. in houses with you. You, when you say we don't do it that way, um, I, my question is, it's okay to be different, to, to do it differently. How do you still hold on to the respect? Because I think that is the fine line. How does your son and daughter-in-law know that, okay, like, I make different food choices, I have different rules, but I do support and care about their, their biggest goals as parents? Absolutely. I don't I don't think it's a problem because he knows I won't let the child starve and he knows I'm not uh, going to criticize his way to his daughter. Aha. At all. There's, there, okay, there's a, there it is. I don't say, you know, daddy may do, I don't say that. You know, your parents may give you fourth. I don't say that. I just say no. And she'll pull up the stool and look. And uh, I might be more strict with her. I don't know because she chose, she wanted this particular mac and cheese. She pulled it out. I made it. I gave it to her. She said, I don't want that. I said, hmm. I said, you mean you made me make this for you? And now you're not gonna have it? She said, Yep. I said, Okay. And that was it. But I didn't make a reference to how she gets fed other places. Yeah, she just she just knows. This you know, I I put a lot of love in it. I I well I don't know what I go for the guilt. No, I didn't go for the I just said, look, I made this, you don't want it now. You chose it, I made it, you don't want it. So we, we gave her watermelon later. But again, it's this idea that no matter what differences you're doing, you are not there to undermine the parents, no. and you and 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 we want to reassure the parents that you really do have their back, and that you are there to to have pride and joy in your grown children. Jessica's much calmer as a parent than I ever am <laughs> and ever have been. She has this calmness about her that whatever's going on with him. I tend to, I force myself to take a step back and take a deep breath. Yesterday, we left Publix. I could not get him in the car seat. He was hysterical. I was breaking a sweat, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to take a deep breath, and I'm getting this kid in the car seat. And she's the flip side of that. I am very reactive. She literally, she's like this. And I don't know. She's made differently. She just has this calmness about her, but... You know, as far as cooking, I am, I have a husband who likes to have dinner every night, so every night I cook what three or four things. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm at the point in my life I don't want to cook anymore, but whatever. I will literally cook. Like, if anybody eats over, you come to my house, there's seven different things to eat. 
So when Parker's in the house, okay, you don't want that. What about this? I'm guilty of that. Jessica will put out his food, and maybe he'll eat it, maybe he won't. I worry that he didn't eat dinner. Mm -hmm. So I start with, maybe you'll eat this, maybe you'll eat this, but I've already made it all. The really delicate fine line for me is the interaction with her husband about Parker, because he's very, I love him to death, I really do, I know he's going to listen, um, he's very strong and opinionated about what he views is the right thing for Parker. He and Jessica are similar but different as far as parenting. He's the dad who's a little rougher, throws him up in the air where I'm sitting there like, <laughs> oh my God, he's going to have a concussion. And I find sometimes I will say something to him because I'm very comfortable with him. And the minute it's out of my mouth, I want to go, ah! and he'll just give me the look. And I know I've kind of gone off the deep end. Mm -hmm. And I try, lately I've tried this new thing. It's kind of not working. <laughs> I either live in the past or the future. I worry about what happened or I worry about what's going to happen. And I'm never here. I've tried to really get to the point where I don't worry about the past because I can't redo it. Whatever's going to happen in the future is going to happen. And I try and just deal with now. And it, it gets me through the day easier but when I'm with Parker, like, I'm three hours ahead. Oh, my God, what if he doesn't take a nap? Like, the four days I had him. The That's a lot in a row. It, you know what? It That's was great, but his sleep schedule was a little off. And Jessica is different than me when it comes to that. I can't handle hearing him cry for 30 seconds. Can't do it. She's like, Mom, you just, sometimes he just needs to yeah. release yeah. that. And I'm like, not, not in my house. First night, it was 11. The next night, I could not get him in the crib. Couldn't, hands around the neck. I couldn't pull him off. Did you go for a ride? We used to do that with you know what? I used to do it with Jessica, but I didn't want to do it with him because I thought if I do this, you're going to start a whole new other yeah, trend. Yeah. It's, I mean, and there's, yeah, that, there it gets really complicated. Bedtimes are bad. Yeah. The hardest part is, you know, mealtimes, you know, there's another meal coming. A bedtime. You blow if, it. If That's Jessica's it. saying he needs to blow off steam, we let him cry for 10, 15 minutes. You know, he has his way. That and then and then knowing that a couple days at your house is going to I'll, now you'll get a phone call from your, every, from your, your at, at from midnight. Your child. No, my daughter will send a text. Is she in bed? Uh -huh. Is she in bed? She's still in the bathtub. Is she in bed? <laughs> That's you know? the downside so, uh, of it's like I'm not, you, know, you can't lie. You know, and we and I take a picture that she's sleeping. She sleeps over at least once a week. So you know, I, I there's always that. You can't get away. You understand why they are policing you, right? As a grandparent, as a grandparent, I know. I don't know about you, girls. But I know that, like, at 7 o'clock or I'm 8 o'clock, I'm, like, I'm like watching TV and I'm, like, ready to doze, but not when you have that kid in the house, okay? Because yeah. Lucy and, will be cooking dinner for tomorrow. No, and she stays up, and she's up till, you know, but I make sure, which I, this is where B and I argue, but then again, B and I are on the same page, too, sometimes with it. You know, I say, shut the lights off in the house, <laughs> and we'll go upstairs, we'll read a book, you know, and I started a bad trend, and, uh, and B 
lets me do it because it gets her to sleep in my house. We get into the bed and we take my phone. She's not allowed to have an iPad she, but by her mother. She's not allowed to have any of that, which I commend my daughter on that. I'm fine with that. I think that's great. But I put on my phone and put on the Disney thing and we only watch like this 15 minute. Nina, Nina does it. I don't know what it's called. And she watches three little episodes. It's like uh, 15 minutes. And then we shut the light and we talk about the day and she passed and then she'll pass out. But I'm passing out sometimes first and I yeah, end up yeah. sleeping in the bed with her. I, I don't see any. I see nothing wrong with that. Honest to God, Jessica slept in my bed. I'm not going to say how long, but for a very long okay, time. Okay, okay. That's another okay, so subject. Yeah. Very long <laughs> time. Uh, yeah. so, the, so we have a few issues. The, <laughs> the one is a control that, issue. that I have to be here to say there is the crisis that ensues when you choose to disrupt the family routine, especially one that's going to carry. If if you can contain it in your own home, that's great. But when it when it does carry over into their home, I have to plead there for the parents because I want the children. I want you can't have parents stressed out every week because of disruption. And it's bad enough if you have two parents co-parenting in a house Mm -hmm. that they're disrupting each other just accidentally anyway, because um, but Alex has been good with that with Morgan and Alex. They live in two. Alex lives in his home, and Morgan lives with her mom. And they have a fifty-fifty with Ava. Yeah. And they, you know, had a rough time in the beginning with the separation. But I'm so happy with them now. But there was a lot of communication that they didn't know how to do before. And uh, with regard to Ava, of okay, when does she go in the big girl bed? They made sure they got the big girl bed at the same time. What do we do with this? What do we do with that? Because it's and, and maybe I can just put out there, you know, and, and this is <coughs> this is this is beyond the develop. I'm I'm pleading it for the developmental. It's beyond my family dynamic <laughs> domain. But when you say I think forward, maybe just think forward to oh, if I keep disrupting their requests. Then, then we're breeding resentment. Then we're breeding. It wasn't the- so much. I mean, the interesting thing was the first night that he was in my house. My husband and I had to go out. We had Jessica's babysitter there. She put him to bed eight o'clock, no problem. The problem happened at eleven when we got home. The dog opened the door, went in there, and the dog loves the baby and started to scratch the crib. <sighs> he woke up hysterically sure, crying. Sure, I couldn't sure. get him back in the crib. Went in the guest bedroom. He slept with me. Second night, he knew. But the third night, at 7.45, I took him out of the tub, put his pajamas on him, put him in the crib, and I stood there with, like, my heart racing because I expected hysterics. One little cry, I looked at my phone, I said, I'm giving it three minutes, and then I'm going in. Within a minute and a half, he was sound asleep. So I think it was just the interruption of the dog. And, but it's also, so, so I want to come back to another thing I wrote a note for, which was when you were raising Jessica, she slept in your bed. So I want to come back to the, how do we allow ourselves to change from what came so easily to us when we were younger, when we were raising young children. But, but before that, I want to talk about the, what you did, I think that is so important in terms of co-parenting, whether it's co-parenting with a parenting partner, co-parenting with a grandparent, each person is allowed to be themselves, except that there is this communication that says, my decisions have consequences for you. And so what I say in the co-parenting guidelines is, yeah, we need to co-parent to ourselves, but I can't 
it happens with couples and it definitely happens. It could have happened in this nighttime situation, Mm -hmm. which is, okay, like I'm bringing him to my bed because I had to take the easy way. I had to do the quick fix because I can't stand to hear the crying. Like, and that comes down to, I'm not going to put myself through the pain and the suffering um, to do it your way. But the bottom line is it's not necessarily what's going to create the clarity and consistency for the child. That's true. So what happened when you stood outside that door is you knew this is about me. This is about my discomfort when I set that timer for three minutes. And you, bravo, made a commitment to say, I'm going to try it. I was dripping sweat. Yes, yes. And it's the same I'm thing with the car suite. But this is the thing. If you're going to be hands-on grandparents, be yeah. then you don't avoid the messiness. And this podcast is about celebrating the messiness of life with children. But it is the messiness within ourselves that is like, I... I just want to be happy grandparents. So think of, you know, I, <laughs> I just want him to love me and I want Jessica to think that I'm the most amazing right. grandparent on earth. That's and there's right. days where she looks at me and says, you have to leave my house now. Thank you for saying that oh, out loud. I get that. Oh, that I that. That. Because I that is that. absolutely That's at the heart of all yeah, of this. And what do home. they want? They want you to think they are the best parents and that they have got this and I tell her that no matter every what. But in those day. moments when we're giving each other the looks, they <laughs> feel the judgment, they feel the doubt, and your doubt for them and their doubt for you unsettles everything. But so what I just want to come back to is that was such a beautiful description of you giving it your best, and we fail a thousand times, of, <laughs> of when you might have just taken him to your bed for three nights and then had to start all over again after Jessica came back into town. Which I but didn't what want. you did is you set that timer and it worked out. But you know what it just means? You know why you're doing it. It's hard for you and it's facing the hardship and the sweat and the struggle and that self-doubt. And then you just set the timer for three more minutes and say, you know what? I, I was prepared to do that. You, you It's, it's was. that idea of you, you have to just make that choice for not taking the quick fix, the, the not doing it so that they'll love me. Because what every one of you at this table has said is that we have so much honesty and authenticity in this relationship with our grown children and with our grandchildren that they love us no matter what. Mm-hmm. And when that becomes the heart and soul, you stay in you stay in the mix. You get to make all of your mistakes. They're laughing at your mistakes even now. And, and the <laughs> Boy, same is be? true for them making their mistakes. Yeah, I love that you she said that. She doesn't make, I, you know, I guess it really pisses me off. <laughs> but right she yeah. she doesn't make any real mistakes with this kid. I've watched her for 18 months now and I think to myself, how did she do this? She's, we you. get to learn from them. Right. Thank you. Because she's and, better than and, I could ever. You know you what? I hate to a, say this. So she will make mistakes. But I hope so. Yeah, you she said will. it a minute ago when you said about teaching Lucy to to be assertive and have opinions. Right. It took you three two years and went, wow. Yeah. Look at how beautiful. Wow. My daughter does a great job. And, and, and I, what I know, Brenda and said was, own. wow. I'm completely stressed and full of doubt over her climbing into that high chair. But that was me as a young mom with him dancing on the coffee table. It was. There is something about parenting, and and it remains true even when you're grandparents. It is a mirror into yourself and that personal journey and that personal struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love what you said. They aren't doing anything wrong. They're just doing it differently. 
and and it's and it's hard it's to compare. I mean, not only do you compare parenting with other parents, you compare it with your own children and how we parented. Yeah. And it was yeah. a whole different world. I, I don't know. Parented completely, on. completely different. Jessica parenting. allows him to fall. Mm-hmm. I refused it with her. Somehow she, she turned, turned out, out wonderful. I don't know. I think it's a fluke. I swear <laughs> to God. I just, because I know my personality. Every once in a while she'll ask me a question like, well, you know, he's supposed to be doing this by this. And I repeat the same line. I'm sure she's sick of it. I had a great pediatrician with Jessica. And I was like the psycho mother, obviously. And he would always say to me, listen, she's perfectly fine if she's not doing this or if she's still doing this. She's not going to walk down the aisle with a baby bottle. She's not going to be sleeping in your bed when she's married. Back off. And when Jessica will say to me, well, I want him to do this now, I kind of say, well, you know, your pediatrician used to say, he's not going to walk down the aisle drinking a bottle, so calm down. But she's just so calm at it. I love it. And and I love what I love is they they need to make their own decisions. They need the research resources. They need the 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 links and the articles and the and the and but, the but information. They, they have what we didn't have. Right. They have access. Our children have Instant access, access. Yeah, to find out they how have, to do this and how and to they do have that. each other and, in a powerful they, powerful. Oh, way. I love the way that they have on Facebook. So much. They you know and in business I see my daughter does mm-hmm. that as an attorney, you know, they reach out to the moms and, and their all connections that. They're all are, connected. Their tribes are strong. Right. Right. But the other thing is they need your stories Whether, just to hold on to how it was done and to their great-grandparents' stories. They need all of that. So we want to keep sharing it, but it's theirs to choose. So let's do our wrap up. There's so much more to talk about. There is, <laughs> we could go on, um, but but the wrap up is always the same. I've kept the really bad stuff to myself. How, how have you got? The, we didn't talk about. There's so no. much we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah. How have you got this? Um, how do you walk the fine line? How do you? Um, how have you got this? About day to being day, a grandparent. Day to day, hour by hour, I feel out the moment and I see sometimes how far I can go. And if I'm sensing any kind of, like, resistance, I take a step back. I just do it minute by minute. And, and I, um, I, I now used to fly out of my mouth, and we would argue constantly when, since Lucy was born. That hasn't happened in a couple of years. I now will bite my tongue, <laughs> and I will, be, I will think. I, this time I'm thinking before I say anything. And, and we have a much better relationship because of that. And, and the child is now old enough where you're not, you don't want to argue with your daughter in front of your, your grandchild. So it, it works out better. Time is, you know, they're growing up, and so it, gets e- it does get easier. The older we get, I think it gets easier. I just have to remember to put that seat belt on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, this is the first time this has happened a long no. time. It's never going to happen again. You've no, got yeah, it now. Right. Right. When you, and just remind Lucy to tell you if, if it's that's All you need is like that one time where you didn't do something and then you, be, I do, become psychotic about that one thing. And we and we also need to just keep that that old teacher um, mantra as I won't tell what you I won't I won't believe everything I hear if you don't believe everything right. you hear. That was great, Brenda. That was how have you got this? How have I got this? I think I am extremely fortunate in the daughter-in-law and the son that I have in the relationship because they are very honest and forthright with me, and they don't. I'm very controlling also, but they don't let me get away with it. 
and it's it's a quick stop. So it's like we understand each other very quickly if I'm near that line. Nice. They let me know. Thank, Thank you all it. so very much. Thank, Thank you, you for having Karen. us. Thank you, ladies. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.